0: And you don't seem to understand
1: You're listening to the of Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew. And I'm joined with Chris. Yo. Today's
2: episode is on what makes a classic an anime. Not an ambiguous guess, uh, uh, discussion at all, right?
1: I, <laughs> yeah, I don't really know what possessed me to even talk about this or how you can even talk about it because... I think the the going phrase is, well, cla- what a what a
2: classic is, is objective, right? Subjective. That's what I said. Subjective. Oh, it sounded like you said objective.
1: Objective would be if I said objective. Ob. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> and it's like one of those things where you're like, okay, if you, and I, and I guess that's technically a point I put way down here. But, I mean, if you believe that, then anything that I think should be a classic should be allowed, right? Yeah. But how many people out there that said, yeah, of course it's subjective would allow me to put a cute girl doing cute things in a subject, in a classic list. Like to say, is oh, is yeah. the order rabbit is a classic. Yeah, they you, go, you're yeah, nuts. Yeah, it's yeah. supposed
2: to be something like Evangelion, or it's supposed to be, you know, it's supposed to be Gurren Lagann or kill a kill. I did say this is going to be a, <laughs> a, a, a kind of a, a special little discussion. That's for sure.
1: But yeah, I think it's a it's a interesting question right now because I think of what we're going through with anime is this kind of this plethora of shows. It's very difficult to kind of navigate what really is a classic, and I think we'll get more into that later. I mean, the with anime, I think the 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 usuals. If you were to ask somebody, hey, what's a classic? What's what's a what's a show out there that is you know of a certain age that is timeless, that is that should be watched by everybody? You're going to get you know, you're going to get the Legend of Galactic Heroes, maybe. You're going to get Akira, obviously. You're obviously going to get Neon just Evangelion. Uh Maybe you might get somebody like myself that says Serial Experiments Lane. You need to check that one out. Cowboy Bebop is always a big one that people are going to throw out there. I mean, there's so many out there. Death Note, probably. I you know there's some people out there that is their ex-boyfriend at this point, but <laughs> it is there. Um, th- there's so many shows that that I think at some point in time... You had to go and look for those shows there was this, this desire to if somebody's getting fresh into anime it's like well you have to cover your bases you have to cover these ones it, it's like the it's the it's the the sheet you shine the sheet you shine the sign the sheet you sign when you come in the door into the into the the arms of the anime uh fandom is like okay how's it going welcome here oh you you found us by you know you 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 maybe bumped into Naruto out there, and you're like, "Man, what's this thing?" And you walked into here. Well, come on in. Let's show you. You got your gateway done. Now it's time to really kind of culturalize, at least culturalize you, so to speak, and show you the real shows. Yeah. And don't worry about what's going on right now. I know everybody over there is getting excited about Demon Slayer or something like that. Just ignore them for now. You have you. Here's your here's your sheet right here. Follow the bullets. Hit all these shows, and then. You can you can worry about what's going on over here, kind of thing. It's like this this gateway that you have to get through. And the classics is that list of shows that, and we're gonna get more into it. You know, some people believe that just it stands the test of time. There is something valuable in it, and you have to go watch it. So that's what we're kind of, I guess, really break into is what is what is that classic? Why is Serial Experiments Lane a classic? And what we believe that that entails. And maybe, again, uh, probably a more broader topic is, can there still be classics? Do we even have classics anymore? And I think that's a a more interesting route to kind of go in. I I would want to kind of jump into that stuff eventually. So, yeah, we're from otakusphere.com, by the way. (laughs) You can go there for all of our anime, new and old. Great community in the form links at the top. Social media links on the right side. And a podcast series button up there where you can kind of find all of our podcasts, topic-based podcasts that we go through. Yeah, we do a lot of discussionals and reviews and first impressions, previews. But in the middle of all that stuff, we do little kind of breakdowns of interesting topics that hopefully you guys are interested in. So,
2: And again, I don't know if I said yo.
1: <laughs> Probably not. I think you just jump right into it. Wow, this is interesting. Why are you doing this? Uh, yeah. But usually when you say that, you ended up doing it. So it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Um, so yeah, possible aspects of what makes a classic. And I've heard several of these ones, so we're going to go through each one of them. Impact. Shows that have impact. They've, I guess there's a several of these inside here that kind of correlate with each other. Uh, impact could be because it is thought-provoking. Made people think about things. Made a statement that people were really interested in kind of diving into. Maybe there's a topic within it that had some sort of impact on somebody's life while they're watching it. I would probably throw uh, Hanasaki Roha in this, this category. A show that had impact on me was Hanasaki Roha. It was the perfect time for me, and it had impact to me. Yeah, other ways of putting impact, it could be that it was just, like I said, perfect for the time. And it really kind of stuck with the anime sphere immediately when it first came out. It did something that just shocked people and really kind of shook up the anime sphere. So
2: I Yeah, I would say something that um, that – has a big old shock factor that, uh, kind of like when you stop and think about it, uh, what's, uh, future diaries isn't necessarily one of those shows that you, you look back on and you go, man, this is the most amazing anime ever, but it had a massive shock impact. And that by itself, plus the fact that, you know, Gasai is one of the Yandere, uh, waifus of all time you have several different things in there that kind of make it in its own way, a classic and only time will tell. I mean, the more and more as more and more shows go on, it's your, it's still the one go-to of the psych, uh, next to what was that other one? The, the one that everybody always goes with psychological thriller, another, um, that, you know, when, when somebody mentions Psychological Thriller, it's one of these few different shows. Or Higarashi. Higarashi, yeah. <laughs> Another one.
1: So yeah, you can kinda of put in the same boat with something like that, like Elfin Lead. Yeah. <laughs> how how much did people talk about that first scene with Elfin Lead right off the bat where she's walked through the hallway and As you're just
2: popping off
1: and everything. You you know, it's it's
2: so funny. I have never watched that show, but I have seen that scene several times. times.
1: (laughs) And there's the bus scene at the very end. The bus scene. Have you seen the bus scene? Mm, I think so, actually. That was pretty rough. That was pretty rough. So, anyway, (laughs) there's another ones. uh, Another one that a lot of people would say is that, that they're timeless. And timeless is the most difficult one for me to really kind of accept. Because I understand the idea of being timeless maybe from a perspective of something that just – it stands the test of time. It still holds up today. It's, uh, it's narrative and everything like that doesn't feel old is, a, is where I would kind of – I would agree with it if, if your idea is that it's something that just doesn't feel old. Especially with anime because a lot of the older shows just feel old. I mean as much as we love Gundam, <laughs> watching some of the really older Gundams, it, there's just – a lot of it's just slow slow, it's not it's it's very (laughs) slow his narrative is slow the pacing slow and so they don't feel timeless i mean they are timeless because of what they've done and they're they are they were genre defining which is another one that i have on this list but timeless is very difficult to go through because even with escaflowne that we watched again here recently it that one even felt a little slow and Even with that one, it's hard to really navigate it as being something that's timeless just because it's difficult for anybody these days because it doesn't... Even though it was genre-defining at the time, it's not really... Timeless. If somebody's going back to it, they're going to go, well, it's another Isekai. (laughs) It's another mecha show. It's another fantasy uh, Isekai mecha show. And it's like, yeah, but it was kind of new at this time,
2: so... Well, timelessness not, doesn't necessarily uh, – it, it's more of a thing that transcends um, an expectation. So it – like Gundam being timeless is not necessarily the – it's more along the lines of it's just as relevant then as it is now, not necessarily whether or not it holds up. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, because when it when it comes down to it – you can look at at Gundam. Yeah, there's here and there there's like the the old tube TVs in there and you're like, yeah. "Okay, that doesn't fit <laughs> now." CRT <laughs> monitors.
1: It, no, I think it wasn't in CRTs. Yeah, it was like these old tube monitors and stuff.
2: Yeah, and 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 somebody holding an actual notepad which <laughs> you yeah. know that that's gone away. So there there is this timelessness uh, to it which I think is is kind of a transcendence of um the, the relevance of whether or not those little tidbits kind of make it fade into the background when you're you're watching it and you're going I can still see humanity going down this path and that's yeah, it's that's like the that's, that's
1: a big argument with uh, uh, serial experiment slaying. it's like it's kind of technically more relevant now than it was then even though yeah technically now the yeah technically with the computers and stuff that she has they look pretty old but just kind of the idea of the net and everything like that seems more relevant now than ever before. And plus Elon Musk just said that he
2: implanted <laughs> a pig
1: with a chip.
2: <laughs> pig with a chip. Uh, pig with a chip. Put a chip in oh. the pig's brain. Yeah. Right.
1: <laughs> um, let's see. Basically already hit thought provoking things that really kind of have you thinking about things. Uh, I think a lot of Satoshi Kon stuff does that, um, especially even back in the day. Um, a lot of the more psychological thrillers from back in the day d- still kind of hit that kind of stuff. I guess even with Evangelion, there's a little bit of it in there that's a little bit thought-provoking. Some might, may argue one way or another, but yeah, they, they. I think that definitely helps it kind of stand the test of time. It, it's just, It's just one of those shows that... Even now, if you go back and watch it, it still makes you think or it makes you – even if it's a show that like um, – I haven't watched all of it, but lies I know that's a lot of weird stuff in that. Shows that are like just more abstract that you can probably see different things in it more times you watch it is definitely one of those cool things about uh, even classics. So,
2: Well, that's what we were we were um, uh, getting super excited about like with Haibane uh, uh, Renmei, um, the – the kids in the um, in the temple. What was that show? From the New World. From the New World. Got you on crowds for me. Uh, so shows shows like that where it, where it and th- and this is this is one of my of the right answer. Even though Chris doesn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, it did have some interesting thought thought experiments in there. I don't. I have I've never denied that. Um, the but this is probably one of my biggest things is things that transcend. Because of the fact that they are literally just thought experiments, um, uh, uh, one of the ones that I was going to bring up later was um, Death Parade, where where you're you're actually delving into moral conundrums, and I love that about that show. That show, mm-hmm. right, right, right.
1: And I would, and, and we'll get more into that later. But I would again, I would that would be one that I would argue is a classic. Like even if it isn't that far out. I don't see myself ever giving that up. Mm-hmm. Like there's I, I again we're going to get into more in later but with Shogun Roku Roku Shinju it's like that one's a show that I can already tell you I don't see myself ever forgetting that show and that's going to be one of those shows that I would hope in 10 or so years in somebody's looking for an anime, I'm like yeah check out Shogun Roku. Well and
2: then 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 we could bump into Hopefully we get a, di- a
1: Blu-ray so that they can actually watch it. <laughs>
2: Then we bump into a different issue, which is something that I I I, I was wondering if you were going to be able to hit uh, at some point. And I I I'm trying to scan across your your outline and I'm not seeing it. So is the fandom acceptance? Does that make sense? It's it's one thing for you as 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 a single person to say. Because yeah, I mean so I, it,
1: I, I, I joked about it earlier, but it's technically a point in here somewhere where it's getting the idea of. That was the joke I was making about, you know, it's subjective. Well, how do you, is it acceptable to everybody that I would say that this is going to be a classic? And does it have to be accepted by everybody else to be called a classic?
2: That's an – because that, it is an interesting point. I mean the 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 fandom acceptance pushes it to another level. Um, how, how do I put this? Is It's like Evangelion, not particularly one of my favorite shows. But I understand it as a classic for what it's what it did, what it does, and even the newer ones as they come out their their cultural impact to our fandom as a whole so and and we've been shouting from the rooftops that Sh- uh, shogun roku is is something that pretty much if you have any love for drama in any way, shape, or form, you need to be watching this show. It, it, it's just that that much of an important show, and the, the the frustrating thing is, is that for it to get to the next level as far as a classic is concerned, it can't just be us that are saying, yeah. If somebody asks me if uh, for a super awesome classic anime, I'm probably going to mention it. But it the the fandom as a whole has not accepted it as much as we have. <laughs>
1: that is one of those really weird things. It's like. Is it, does it have to be like a, a certain amount of people? Does it have to be a yeah. group? I mean, does it have to be on so many message boards before it's dignified as being a classic? Does one particular, uh, you know, source of news or some particular website or some anti tuber that has to accept it before it becomes mm-hmm. a classic? Like that's it, that's it's where it's, those, it's very kind of funny and and in an area where I just don't care anymore. Like it's that whole aspect of. I don't care that nobody likes Sword Online. I'm still going to watch it. Yeah. I don't care that people think that Moe crap is garbage. I'm still going to watch it. I don't care that you don't think Shogun Roku Goraku Shinjo should be a classic because you haven't heard of it before. I'm still going to call it a classic. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it, there, There's a c- certain point in which I just don't care anymore. I'm, I'm going to say that this is this. And I guess that technically makes this entire podcast useless. So we'll see you all later. Goodbye. <laughs> 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 but It is one of those things where it's just kind of like... I don't understand where the approval process is. I don't know where the website. I don't know if I have to make a uh, – what is that petition website petition to make it a classic. It's, <laughs> it's just a, it's a classic.
2: Go to the White House and 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 sign a petition that that Trump should uh, acknowledge Shogun Roku. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now what's the dumb website that everybody makes a a, a petition for and it's supposed to change things? I think it's change.org or something change.org. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, Unless that's a
2: voting website. I don't know. I, you know, I, 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 I do know that there is, is things that you can petition the government up on the White House site somewhere. There you go. We'll do that.
1: <laughs> we got it. We got it. Uh, but yeah. Anyways, <laughs> other possible aspects of classics. <laughs> Unique and standing out from the surroundings. And I think that's another interesting one. I think that kind of, again, goes with things like impact. And uh, maybe it's because it's thought-provoking that it does that. But Things that just don't really mesh with things that are going on at the time. And I think that's one of those really cool things about, again, my perspective of this whole thing. Our gems. Our gems of the seasons is that. It's those shows that it's not always that it stands out from the crowd. In some case with our gem of the seasons, just a show that we really like. And maybe it's doing the same thing everything else is doing. We just really like it. It just works. It's just doing it very well. But there's times where there's shows that just jump out and it's like, what is this show? It's not doing like everybody else. It's not doing the same storytelling. Shogun Roku again. We're going to bring that up a million times this show, this uh, podcast. But a show about Rakugo? <laughs> like, what the hell? Uh, I, again, that's another one that we brought up a lot in, in the past. But the the, phew, the 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 boy with the jar and the girl in the jar, what was that? Uh, Merc Storia. Merc Storia, yeah. It was just very out of place. Like, it's, it's just show out of nowhere. And yeah, it's kind of like a travel story and a kind of adventure story, but it was just doing really weird things, like helping a, a town full of birds and this, this this singer at the stage, and it was just kind of this really weird kind of story that just came out of nowhere. Um, I would feel that something like From the New World was very out of, the, out of its place at the time. It just shows that really kind of... And in a lot of cases, either the show that defined define certain genres they create a genre in some cases they just kind of stand out from the crowd and then a lot of people try to copy that same story i mean i would argue with things like you know um uh the 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 isekai shows and stuff there's always kind of a beginning there there's the beginnings of gundams and the and the super gundam shows the uh sentai shows there's always that very beginning point there's a lot of those are those unique ones that just kind of stand out from the crowd so Artistic or visual? Did I would.
2: Did we skip genre defining?
1: That kind of technically hit it with that last <laughs> one.
2: <laughs> genre defining for me, I, 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 because I, I, I didn't feel like I got it out. So, <laughs> I think genre defining is one of the more um, interesting aspects to this. When when you stop and think about it, uh, because like. Um, We've got uh, the Monocatari series up in your list up there, and it's it, it is one of those. It's like so outside of, like you were saying, with the unique and and standing out from the surrounding genre, defining to me. Both of those kind of go hand in hand. Where it, when it's something that is so defining of what it means to be, like yeah. Monogatari, you could make the argument for a harem anime per se, or you can make a um, an argument for a um, you know, – there's a million and a half different things that Monogatari is. But it's it's so outside of the bounds, and it, and it breaks all the molds, and yet at the same time, it's redefining everything that it is as far as an anime is concerned. And it did it so well, and that, that that's that's one of the main reasons why I I could easily call *Monogatari* a, a classic. It's just such a defining, and th- th- that's one of those shows that when 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 I think of a classic anime, I'm thinking of things that are are more than genre defining. I'm actually thinking more along the lines of anime defining. These are shows that are actually. Like like Andrew was mentioning at the very beginning of the show, these are the 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 gateways where you come in and you go, "Okay, now I'm into anime, what do I need to watch and and we give you these lists and they these the reason why we give you these lists is because these are the shows that defines anime for us and that's why and and this so you didn't
1: check with the anime tubers before you gave them that list
2: well th- this is you're the supposed funny to thing to do that this is there's the funny... a spreadsheet
1: out there that you're supposed to look at that has a list
2: <laughs> this is the thing <laughs> that that's what i was mentioning andrew's poking fun at my my comment earlier and i that's why I'm, I'm pointing that why i pointed that out is there there's a there's a kind of a um i i don't want to say it's an unwritten rule it's it's kind of like um, our fandom has a effectively a consciousness across all all people that are in the fandom. No, we're a hive mind. Y- y- yes, in a in a way we're a hive mind, and at, at, the, Ouch, at why the same did you pinch my back. <laughs> and at the same time, we're not. It, it's it's you are your own person and you have your things. I am my own person. I uh, have my own things. But if you get enough of us together. Each the, the the ones that will shake to the top as the the, 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 the the anime defined as the anime that you must watch, that's the ones that would be considered the classics. Those are the ones that are anime defining. And that's what I that's what I'm trying to kind of hit at is these are the shows that no matter what if you ask enough people, eventually you'll probably get the same, Twenty, thirty different different shows over and over and over again, and not necessarily everybody's list is because my list is crap. I, I guarantee you, <laughs> compared to yours, my list is crap. But if you ask enough people, eventually the ones that that are the the known lo- favorites will 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 skirt to the top, and that's what I was talking about with the whole Shogun Roka thing. Is-
1: you know, I think that's kind of one of those interesting things because again, examining the idea of what what, like, the masses will will allow to be a classic. I used to visit a lot of forums back in the day. I used to just... And that's technically one of the reasons why we created a forum in the age that we did was because I was just used to forums, and I thought they were a really cool way of communicating. And it is kind of funny to think about the idea that when you'd have so many of these anime-based websites where they would have people talking about, like, hey, man, I just got an anime. What's your... What's your suggestions? Or they'd be the, the top 10 picks of your anime of, you know, the ever. And they would have these people just kind of throwing out their lists. And I think that there's kind of like a, almost like an unsp- unspoken, uh, I guess, uh, pruning that's happening with that, where people kind of see, hey, this, my show that I really likes on this list too. And this other person sees, oh, that show is on that list too and then you almost have like maybe a possible subconscious thought later on that you're not going to include the one that was in your list that nobody ever had and maybe that's possibly a subconscious thing that people do when they're when they're thinking about an anime that is a classic is well I never seen anybody talk about this one that I really like so maybe it's not a classic so yeah. they won't say that it's a classic i almost wonder if anybody out there that has ever had that mentality cuz i i agree I, I mean i agree with my own thought process there, process there, because if anybody asks for, hey, man, what's, what's, you know, five shows that I really should watch, I'm less likely to say, you know, something that's way obscure that nobody else possibly will watch that I really, really liked. I'd be more inclined to say, well, obviously, everybody liked you know, Evangelion, so I'm going to say Evangelion right off the bat, even though Evangelion is not technically my number one show of all time. I'm still going to say it because I know that so many other people have agreed that's a really good show. Whereas Shogun Roku, even though I do want to say go watch Shogun Roku, I'm not going to immediately throw that out there as my first choice yeah. because I just I, – I, I have a hesitation – Erased is a good example. I have a hesitation of throwing Erased out at somebody immediately because I know that there's so many people that had a dislike for it even though I really liked it. Instead, I'm going to choose a safe choice of going, oh, Evangelion because everybody likes it. Or Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, because everybody likes it. And I really liked it, too. So, obviously, I'm going to throw that one out there.
2: Definitely not going to say Sword on the line, because everybody (laughs) and their mom (laughs) hates that show. And anybody who likes that show has crap taste. So, obviously, I would have crap taste.
1: I was going to – I hesitated earlier when he said my my (laughs) list is crap taste. I was going to say, yeah, it's full of ex-girlfriend, ex-boyfriends, and moe girls (laughs) and lollies. Uh, I mean, that's a – I'm glad that it kind of came out there because I think that's a really cool way of thinking about it is that I wonder if there is a subconscious thing about the classics. Is it subconscious that we choose the classics the way that we do because we just don't see that well, many people are liking it the same way we are.
2: We're we're getting ready to get into it here in a second anyway, so I might as well go ahead and throw out the big old elephants in the room, the shonens; Those are the definition of... I don't even know if I want to call them classics because they're just so massive and everybody knows them. Everybody loves them. And then turns around 10 years later and hates them for whatever reason. I don't know, (laughs) but I it's, it's one of those really weird aspects to the whole, what is a classic? Because The the, the, in 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 some respects, it's the exact opposite of everything we're kind of arguing about right now in in the fact that they're they're technically they're they're something that you always have. I, I, I love the fact that we're going through fairy tales. There's flaws all through that show. The there's aspects that I absolutely adore. There's things that I absolutely despise about it, but it is fairy tale, and I'm always gonna love fairy tale. Bleach, you just lost all of our w- listeners of Fairy Cast. <laughs> the
1: truth comes out.
2: Bleach, there's there's so many things that I love about bleach. There's so many things I hate about bleach, and yet it is what it is. It's always going to be there. I'm always going to be on team. Uh, uh, I can't even think of her name. Rukia. (laughs) Rukia. I'm always going to be on team Rukia, but you know, when it comes down to it, it's just such a great show. And yet it has so many flaws and you can go through the same thing with dragon ball and all, all the way down the list. It's always going to be that way. The, the funny thing about it is, is that if, it's it's highly unlikely that you have not watched at least one if not several of the the main shonen stand-ins. Does that automatically make them a classic? I would argue no, but at the same time it has all of the um the basically all of the aspects of what we what we've been talking about as what is mm. a classic
1: mm I ain't gonna go with you on that one. Why is that? I don't think they have impact. I don't think they're timeless. I don't think that they're well, thought-provoking. I don't think they're genre-defining. I mean, the, genre-defining no. is, is maybe a, a subjective thing there, because I could see people seeing certain aspects of certain ones to maybe. be better in certain ways. Like, I would say that Naruto is better in the idea that it has a massive world, and it has all these clans. But... I don't think they necessarily do anything that makes it defined as a classic. I think the only thing that it really kind of... And again, this is getting into it, and I guess we're getting into now, is it embeds itself into our minds so much because it goes on for so long and there's so many arcs to it that it's impossible for you to forget about it. It remains with you because... You've spent so much time with it, and it's what, and for a lot of people, it's what got you in anime. So it is your technically your starting point.
2: Can I can I rephrase that, just a Smith? You better, Be, because I I agree with you. That's I, I I I when I was trying to kind of make this amorphous blob into something, I kind of you stepped was out. Trying, of I was trying <laughs> to say here, here's the thing. One one of the things that we're kind of implying with a lot of these different different things, it's like. Each one of these pillars, and then in in every instance, one of these pillars is hit like really, really hard. Like, um, like uh, Death Note is 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 super thought provoking, or um, Madoka Magica is is genre defining. Each one of these are super Dark off the charts girls. in some kind of huh? Dark magical girls, yeah, it, it's super off the chart in some respect. It's something that made makes it stand out outside of all of the other ones. Now, shonen's are not necessarily doing any of these super well. They're just they're just there. And and they may they kind of cover each one of them in a little bit. But the like Andrew was saying, they're so they're so mainstay because of how long they've been there. You just automatically when somebody asks you what's a good anime I should watch. Well, Naruto because it's easy <laughs> you just it's it's one of those that just pops into the top of your head because it's been there for so stinking long or um or any of the other ones does that maybe make a little bit more sense yeah i guess it like
1: like it's, it's not necessarily shown's are shonens are kind of cheating and, and that's, it's yeah it's that's sad true. because it's like there's so many sh- like like why make another? Why make Boruto? Why not? Why not adapt more Spice and Wolf? It's it's kind of like an unfair thing that shonens are are built to the idea that they're just kind of a long running series. Their 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 manga run is just insanely long. And hey, I give the Mangaka a lot of credit because he's got to go through a lot of crap to get that much sh- yeah, story I mean, out. I mean, I, nothing nothing against the Mangakas themselves. It's just it's just it's still an unfair comparison to. To believe that something, because it stays around for so long and people watch it for so long or they read it for so long, that it becomes ingrained in their mind, not necessarily because of what it's – I mean, it. this is nothing against people that love you know, One Piece or love Dragon Ball Z. I mean, I, I love a lot of shonens too. It's just – it's kind of like one of those things where it's like – but is it technically doing anything besides remaining with you for so long? Is it doing something besides the fact that its characters get so – such a long journey to them of so much development and so much – I mean, comparison to something like, again, you know, Hyponome, uh, which only had so many episodes to work with and so much time that they could actually spend with the characters versus a 400-long epic.
2: Well, and we, we've we pointed that out before, especially with uh, uh, Is it, is like – is it one of those things where we've been around him so long? We've he's we've now like c- that
1: uncle that you yeah, just kind of yeah, yeah, yeah he's just that's that uncle way. Tom. He 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 he, says, he just walks men. around men. <laughs> yeah, just he just like walks up while you're cooking you know Ha-fum. hamburgers on the thing and he just comes up and says oi <laughs> It says men. I was like, what men? What about that <laughs> men? Okay, dude. <laughs> Go go talk to Billy or something. I don't know, dude. I'm I'm making burgers. Anyways, yeah, and I, I think that's 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 the shining effect. And I and I and I don't again I don't again it's a subjective thing. And I don't really necessarily am against people believing that you know Dragon Ball Z is a classic. And of course, with Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z, I would almost say that that's the only one that I personally would classify as a classic, just because it is the one that was the most genre defining. It created this idea. It, it, even if it didn't create it, and you could say, "Well, there's this other manga that was back in 1970." It defined it in its, it, it made that so popular, and that's why so many things came up behind it. And yeah, you can argue things did it better, <laughs> you and could things argue. built on it.
2: You could go with with what was the Rocket Boy, the um, Astro Boy, Astro Boy, there yeah, it is. Astro Boy. Sure, give one hundred ninety-three episodes. Wow.
1: Yeah, but I think if I think if Astro Boy made it popular, that we would have a lot more shows since one mm-hmm. of the '60s or whatever that that was in. Um, I'm just more arguing the idea that since Dragon Ball hit, it's like you don't go a year without some big, long, show in epic. There's got to be something going on at time and. Of course, there's other ones like One Piece that just keeps going and never really technically stops. <laughs> as everything else comes out, it's still going. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's fine to call Shonen's classic because I, I, I think it, it just – it like I said, since it is technically in a lot of cases a lot of people's gateway, it is something that for them personally it sticks out as something that kind of defined their their venture into anime. So it, it, it lends itself very well to individual classics easily
2: but that does bring up an interesting factor that that I that I just just to throw it out there how much does um love of a particular show because I I automatically go go back to what we, we were mentioning as as far as ichia um something that I was trying to get out but I didn't go, quite get it out is the it's because you're talking about men because we got stuck on on men um <laughs> we the, always get stuck on men the <laughs> the the aspect of falling in love with a character of the how long you, you because it, like we were saying shonen's have this kind of unfair advantage in the fact that because of how long they are you you had mentioned like the character development you have several hundred episodes to work on a character naturally you are more inclined to love that character you are like,
1: I, I watched Gohan grow up, man. Yeah. I mean, He's seriously. like my own boy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but how much of that affects the how much you love the show, that's going to be a natural given. So how much of that implies the, the classic factor? How much of that is the impl- implication of raising that up through the ranks into the, the, cl- the classic status?
1: And, that, and that's where it goes back to all, that old conversation of well, if it if it's your classic, how do you then how do you then gauge that it should be allowed to be considered a classic if you don't see many other people view it as the same way well, as you do?
2: At the same time, don't forget, you, when it comes to the shonens, you have a lot of people that are doing the same thing. Mm. So it's 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 different in the fact that. It like you were like you were saying. I think that it's very very apt the way that we're that we're pointing that out. It cheats the system because of how long these shows mm-hmm. are. It cheats the system. It doesn't have to do all the things that the other things have to do because it's literally a mainstay. It's so massive you can't ignore it. Yeah, and it's
1: it's it's on every season. There's people talking about it. So even if you technically avoid the very beginning, I mean, this is like Black Clover. It's a show that you, every now and then it's like it's still running and it's like I almost want to jump back into it just because it's still running and I want to kind of see what the hubbub <laughs> is about. What does this thumbnail mean that is now on the front of Crunchyroll for episode 516 of the show? It, su-
2: it sucks. We should have <laughs> never. We should have never let that drop because now, now at some point we're going to end up having to catch up on all of it. It's really, it really sucks. just – Asta, man that scream
1: it's like well it tones down after a while don't worry about it Come No, on back no, in no no
2: it does it doesn't tone down i know it doesn't tone down awesome what it does is you did the man effect you fell in love with the character even though you couldn't <laughs> you stand his ignore yell. it
1: you learned to <laughs> ignore it just like Soul Eater, you you just ignored excalibur just like <laughs> it's fairy tale you learned to ignore Itchy. Yeah, hey, we know, we know. We've been there. We're, this isn't our first rodeo. Uh, going back to possible aspects of classics. <laughs> yeah, I do know that you you had a, a big one there that you wanted. Artistic to talk about. and visuals, artistic or visuals. I think this is another really interesting one because you can probably argue with a lot of even what, especially in the in the quote unquote golden age of anime where budgets were being thrown into these sh- these shows and the animations were just insane you could almost make the argument with some cases where even if the story is terrible even if there's no elements to it that particularly make it stand out the animation alone or the artistic value of it makes it a classic. I'd argue even with cases like um, Yurikuma Rashi is that right? Your Murashi, yeah. the 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 bear, lesbian mm-hmm. bears. Mm-hmm. Even with that one, I would argue it just purely on artistic value even though I didn't really care much for the entirety of the story. <laughs> it had an artistic value to it. And that's just throwing that out there. I I technically probably wouldn't even call that a classic just because I don't really I wouldn't really suggest it to anybody just because it was nothing really else there, but if somebody asked me for a very artistic show, I would probably, you know, after these so many shows, I would say, "Yeah, check that one out."
2: I could watch that any day. It was such a beautiful show.
1: Yeah, Yuri Bears is, is always a good thing. <laughs> um but yeah, animation is definitely another peak thing. I mean even if you didn't like maybe with our, you know Ak- Akita Akira, that show. I was thinking about this the other day. Am I, am I allowed to pronounce it as Akira? I need to check out what Japan pronounces it as. Because at some point, I stopped calling it Akira and started calling Akira, and I don't know if I'm saying it right now. But no, it sounds right. Akira, Akira, is yeah. it okay? Because I always called it Akira that's, before.
2: That's that's how And everybody I would Western calls it. it
1: Akira, and I think that's. I'm wondering if that's one of those things like. Um, like Ryu or something like that. Ryu. We used to call him Ryu, Ryu. all the time. And now Ryu. we realize it. Oh, yeah. It's supposed to be Ryu. Ryu. Uh, but <laughs> anyways, uh, even with that one, you technically, like I have the manga, complete manga series. And I am looking forward to actually reading the entire story because the movie doesn't cover really much at all. So you can make the argument that – It covers like one Machina, chapter in, in, in one yeah, book like, and there's like, like 50 a book. books. <laughs> yeah, and I've heard like what all it goes into and I'm like, holy crap. This is like – this story goes so much further that we've never seen because this movie like back in 1989 didn't cover really much all of it. Um, but even with that one, like if you – and I still think it's still – everything about it is really fantastic but you can make an argument that it's not a complete story and that might be a reason to really give a huge knock on it but you can't argue that the animation in Akita is literally better than 99% of anime that even come out today or for the last 10 years it is it alone in its animation stands out from the crowd and I'm like I said again I would I would call it a classic for more reason than just that but you can make an argument that just on animation alone that thing, and sound, sound, another one of those things, is incredible. And I don't know if you have any other examples you can think of that you would give for purely animation or artistic value alone. Like even a lot of Shaft stuff, I can probably give them purely yeah. on artistic value. Even though, even though I didn't like the TV animation of or adaptation of Madoka Magica, I love the movies. The TV version of it, I felt dragged out, and I hated it to death. I had to watch the movies before I loved Madoka Magica. I would still say, if I didn't watch the movies, that TV, the TV version of it was still, you know, purely based on artistic value, was a classic.
2: That one's a hard one to do, mostly because it my the automatic uh, reaction would be to go to some of the the uh, where you have the amazing directors where. You end up into this kind of amorphous area of, yeah, I, I mean like flip flappers, but that's I not, was gonna say
1: flip flappers, but then it jumped in my it's mind.
2: A, it's not that amazing, especially when it gets to later episodes. Yeah. It's it's an off and on thing.
1: But that, again, that, that's like the other one that popped my mind, and I really laughed out loud. 18f Eighteen yeah. I would only give purely on artistic value, but again, is not one that would probably considered classics because everything else about it wasn't really working.
2: Yeah, it gets it gets really hard to kind of define. I mean, it's hard to go based on artistic value
1: alone. It's right. hard to go based on animation alone.
2: And and, and, th- and that, that's why I, I would automatically go to uh, what, what was it? my Princess Kaguya uh movie. That one was absolutely gorgeous, but then you're going into okay, is it necessarily the art or the visual, or is it because of the director? Because you're 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 in two different animals there.
1: I, I think that's like I said I think I think with um I think with animation and visuals I think it is it's a pillar. So in, under this aspect of possible aspects of classics, I think it has to be kind of grouped up with something else. It I don't necessarily think that anybody would say that something is a classic purely like, based on its animation unless like, it's like a silent you know visual animation or something like that
2: when we were talking about uh like yuriko Maorashi, that one is literally because of its director it's not necessarily i mean because of its visuals alone it is because it is who it is that's behind it uh what's his name um ikuhara yeah ikuhara so I, and and he's he's known for his high high standards as far as his visuals just like the other other people we're talking about that uh the Princess Kaguya's um the other guy that was with Miyazaki uh Tezuka Takahata Takahata okay but yeah that that goes back into what we were saying earlier is it is it really be more for the visuals or is it because of the directing and I think Andrew's kind of right uh these are the, just like we were mentioning, like I was mentioning earlier, each one of these little pillars and these shows that really break the mold. They're really high in one of these things and artistic and visual kind of goes hand in hand with the directing because the director is the one that is deciding how much emphasis he wants to put on those artistic values. He's not, you're not really going to have, it's like, um, one of my favorite, uh, artists, uh, he, he tends to do a lot of really high animation styles, and he's a very, very much in art directing. But because they tend to push him off to the side a lot, he doesn't get a lot of shows where he gets to just go all hog wild and get, get his shows in. So when I do get to see his particular shows, it's a real big treat.
1: Yeah, it's, it's kind of like Rinja Murata where when the, he gets his art into a show, they – Butcher it, yeah. <laughs> they always butcher it. Uh, but yeah, that's my last real kind of pillar. I would say another that's kind of like a pillar in the aspects of classics. I think a lot of it has to do with the, who's working on it, whether it's a writer with with um, um, somebody like um, again blanking on names here. Uh, yeah, my guy gets g-
2: great has great artwork, but he always gets crap crap stories. <laughs> Um, Here, do this crap story, okay? Do, do, can I do what I want to do with it? Yeah, sure, go right on ahead.
1: <laughs> Mario Kata.
2: there
1: there's there's cases where there's whether it's a writer like Mario Kata or a director like Hayao Miyazaki or Satoshi Kon. I think there is certain names that will, when they're out there, it draws attention to it, and I think that kind of puts it at like a really good starting point. It's kind of like the it's kind of like the shonen. Uh, uh uh breaking the rules kind of thing where they're they're already at that high level when they first come in the door and then you watch the show and it either has to be brought way down before you're going to go nah that's not a cla- that's not going to be a classic or it it just kind of has to do just a, just enough <laughs> and you're suddenly like that's a classic because Satoshi Kon knocked it out of the park again or Hayao Mizaki knocked it out of the park again or Mario Kata wrote another fantastic story the Butcher. Yeah, or Udubuchi, uh, yeah, uh, uh, Jinnorubuchi, you know, killed off more of my characters and made me cry. <laughs> There's always that aspect of the writer itself can sometimes make or break a story and elevate it more than it maybe should. Some people can argue maybe it should have. And I, I think that's a, that's a relevant thing to kind of put in there. You're obviously going to be more drawn to stories by writers and, and directors that you really love. And that's going to... And in a lot of cases, I think it's, it's where you know them. Like Satoshi Kon, and, and it's not necessarily that he's, a, he's he's got a pattern to him, um, but you just know the quality of it's going to be good. And you know you, you already know the flow of what he does and how he knocks it out of the park. And so it's really easy to get right into there, catch all the things, all the little cues that he's possibly doing in his storytelling and really get the story even more than possibly somebody coming in with a blank slate possibly. I think that's also the same case with um, Yuri Murashi and um, Revolutionary Girl Utena and all of his works is that you know him. You know his patterns. You know his repeated animation segments in every episode <laughs> that he's trying to drive into the person's head, obviously. Um, but that's just his work. So, again, blanking on his name because I don't care. Ikuhara. Ik- I'm sorry to fans of Ikara i've yet to find one of the shows that i really really like i still gotta watch ping and drum so that could be the one we'll see
2: um you'll probably hate that one worse than all the other ones
1: combined i couldn't i've watched a few episodes <laughs> of it and i couldn't do it but i'm gonna try again because i bought it <laughs> and that's all the possible aspects of classics that i have listed like i said impact timelessness thought-provoking genre defining uh, unique things that make it stand out from the crowd, artistic and visual aspects, and, of course, the amazing directing or writing behind it that can possibly make it a classic. We've already done a Shonen effect. Um, I think I've kind of hit on this a little bit already, but my argument against timelessness um, being an aspect that defines a classic, um, I'd argue that it's nearly impossible for a show to be to have a defining aspect to it that someone hasn't iterated on or copied um, again, you've already kind of argued about my use of timelessness here, but <laughs> you can work with me here. Um, but I do think there's a, an aspect to shows being a classic, putting aside timelessness. There's there is an issue against um, shows becoming classics based on the idea of something coming along that either iterates on what it did and affects its its ability to be a classic based on that aspect. Like I mentioned earlier. Um, You know, you go back as far as the old Gundams or the old um, super robot shows, the old uh, like dot hack. Like how many people, if you said, where does where what's a classic uh, trapped in an MMO? What it where is that? What's what's that oldest show that you can think about? Most people aren't going to say dot hack or something like that. They're not going to say, I think you even had on there somewhere, um, Munster Rancher. (laughs) <laughs> Nobody's going to bring up those ones. They're going to bring up Sword Art Online. They're going to bring up some other uh, trapped in MMO or uh, overlord or something like that. And I, and I almost, it's it's odd. Again, I kind of mentioned earlier where you have this element of, it's hard to say that these older shows are classic when so many shows have come after it. And some of them have actually done a better job of it. Like you can probably argue that some of the people would believe that uh, the the shield hero is a is a show that if you watch the Shield Hero, don't bother watching Sword Online, don't bother watching Dot Hack because Shield Hero
2: did it better. All right, let me go ahead and push back just a smidge because I think you got an interesting argument there. That is a an absolute, a absolutely fascinating concept. The to, to think of the idea of if if Dot Hack started the genre, and why do you automatically think of Sword Art Online? And I think that that is the genre defining argument. Is there there was something more to that that particular show that shifted it? Um, because I, I would say you, that
1: it probably had more aspects of being a classic in Sora Online than maybe
2: Dot Hack had, right? There was impact. there was there was more the the impact factor because yeah.
1: you, you, you die in this game you die, you die in for this real. game
2: and that blew the Guy entire out thing out of the water. And they all get slaughtered
1: and <laughs> people are jumping off cliffs thinking, well, it's the only way to get out of this game, and they're technically
2: dying. It, it, it was it, shocking at the time. It, it threw everything out of the water, and so that's why why I would push against it because the, you you made an interesting ar- argument that the the iteration factor is something that I wonder about, but. I think that Sword on a Line broke the mold in different ways and that that like you were saying the impact the the genre defining it shifted everything it threw everything out of the window and said we're redefining what an uh, a trapped in an MMO means so I it, but it, I do think that there is there's got to be an iteration factor be, between what is a because like when I think of um, Super Robot, do I automatically think of Gundam? Yes, to a point. Magings or Mag- 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 Z, whatever that's. I, I would a- that. actually, I would automatically think of Evangelion, but that would be more because of my personal. Uh, You're
1: supposed to say Gurn Log On, Chris.
2: Well, I've, <laughs> I've never actually watched that show, so that one wouldn't work for me. But I would automatically go back to. There again is that's my personal journey through anime. My first in, inclination would be Evangelion because that was my first introduction to it. I didn't watch Gundam would until you recently. Call
1: Evangelion a super robot. I mean, it gets super rob- roboty like right at the very end, but is it? Technically it's, got a, super- it's got a huge, it's massive grounded. flaw. It
2: has a very massive flaw for it to be a super robot. It can't be
1: really super robot because it, its whole idea is to feel weighty and. Like grounded in reality, whereas super <laughs> robots usually are. It's like Big O, like Big O, Big O. I think no, I don't even think Big O would be a super robot. Big
2: O, man. Uh, that that I I still would go with Evangelion over Big O, even though I love Big O. I I I think the girl was just so so awesome. <laughs> I miss that show. I really need to watch it again.
1: <laughs> but no, I I think that's the other, that, and that's like the remake concern. It's like, does a remake make... My biggest hope was that they remake the original Gundam in the new Gundam Origin series. like Because the new Gundam Origin series is so beautiful. But it's like, if they do end up moving beyond Char's, uh, Char's story and going into the original Gundam series, would you ever be able to call... You, yeah, you can technically call, I guess, the original Gundam a classic, but can you ever is it ever go be on just the name itself because you wouldn't really recommend anybody it as a classic because you'd want them to watch the new one
2: no and if reiteration, is still reiteration a if if the reiteration is better than the original no you yeah, would stop I, calling
1: a classic as you mean
2: yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't even bother because the it's classic still holds would be the title be though
1: no it, the classic doesn't have to be that you have to watch it
2: no. Well, yeah, you're, you're right. It, it, but at this at that I tricked point, say way I trick myself, it, you're you you're
1: you're, you're, breaking, you're
2: you, you break you're breaking the system. And that's that's going back to what you were saying about the iteration factor. You, yeah. OK. Prime example. Fate Stay Night. Well, uh, uh, <laughs> well, I could never call the
1: original Fate Stay Night a classic. So I guess this one doesn't work. <laughs> Well, I was going I would. I would, are, I would lean on. Example. I would lean
2: on what we were talking. Uh, um, Fruits baskets or um, Full Metal Alchemist. Both of those. The the remakes. Oh are yeah, easily Brotherhood far versus the, yeah. the original. The, both of the the remakes are vastly superior to the original.
1: No, but I don't. But again, I don't know if anybody would call the original. See, this is that 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 area in the fandom that I kind of disconnected from for a while, and so I don't remember if people were. Big on the original Full Metal Alchemist, or what? That was the remake. But no, the the remake was, or the Brotherhood was fueled by the fandom of the original. So the original obviously had a, cl- a fandom that made called a classic. Interesting idea, though. I mean, I, I'm very, I'm very curious to what most people's opinion is on remakes. Does it devalue the original? Uh, boom, boom! Perfect example. Uh, Ushio and Tora. The new Ushio and Tora was fantastic. I don't know that I'd ever watched the original if the original was that popular, but I do know the the remake was fantastic. Right. So does it then take the title of classic? Because now we're in in the sense, and this is really the big the reason for the question is, again, we could, you could technically leave the label to it, but does the new one take over it? Because you know, twenty years down the road. Are you gonna say that Ushio and 2016, 17, Ushio and twenty tens was I, the classic? And you ignore? I think it was in
2: the nineties was the original one that was adapted. I argue it does. It takes the crown if it if it is better and uh, more well defined and uh, yeah, treats. Who treats says go out
1: and watch Full Metal Alchemist? They say go watch out go watch Full Metal Alchemist, brother exactly. Because there's no reason to watch it. Because it one, it tried to anime original it, and two, the other one had the full story. Even though it technically kind of like fast forwards.
2: <laughs> and, and no matter how you look, at it it's, it's, that's just like Crystal. I don't know. I mean, I would argue it does. I think it does a wonderful job at redoing Sailor Moon. And plus, you don't have all the oh, all yeah, that's the a filler good one there. It,
1: it, is Crystal the classic now, or is the? Original I classic?
2: argue yes, because it it is it is redefining the story. It's going back to its original roots. It's redoing everything. It's getting rid of all the filler. And yes, I I argue that yes, if if a show re, uh, uh, recasts it and it does a great job, oh, there's no reason why. That's not what I was example. saying. That's what I was ex- I said earlier. I Fruits basket and, and and uh full metal alchemist. Both of those are doing what the uh doing the because those are the two that come right straight to my head. Crystal is a little bit harder too, because there is flaws in it, but it's not it's still technically better than the original version, mostly because of getting rid of all the filler. The now filler. it doesn't doesn't mean that Sailor Moon the original, or if you want to call it the original, it OG. doesn't have a place. OG Sailor Moon. <laughs> it doesn't have a place because there's a lot of stuff in there that I really, really loved. Um I I loved the um the the Moonlight Knight arc, which is absolutely not in Crystal. So um there's there's a lot of things in there that Or mind con- was it mind Controlled Melvin that they completely mind- <laughs> control? Oh, Mel- <laughs> <laughs> uh.
1: Yeah. It's it's an interesting idea. And I I would really love to hear people's perspective on were you a huge fan of Flemetal Alchemist and then Brotherhood came around, does it discredit the original one? Or does it just enhance it? Do they both hold the title? Uh yeah, Sailor Moon's another if you're a huge Sailor Moon fan, does one replace the other? Do they both hold that? Again, like with Sailor Moon, that's another one where it's like, but the original Sailor Moon technically should still hold the title because it defined the magical the girl. It brought it to the limelight. It popularized uh, magical girls. It made a shoujo into a shonen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Did I have everything else in there? Uh, yeah, pretty much already hit the other ones. Um, the rose Tinted a effect. Now this is kind of the idea of what I was what, mentioning earlier defi- with falling what,
2: in love with characters and stuff. No,
1: and it's it's more in the show itself and and it's the idea that in the idea that if we don't accept classics in today's age because we have this idea that nothing can ever be a classic again because we had the golden age of anime or this Nothing's gonna be as good as the '90s. Nothing's gonna be as good as it, you know, the early 2000s. Nothing's gonna be good as it, you know, 20, maybe the 1980s. Like nothing, everything beyond. And it's really going back to that whole argument. but it's, it's, it's oddly, I haven't really heard much lately. Have you ever heard of people complain about the golden age anymore? No, I think ever since because I haven't, li- <laughs> I've been listening to their podcast <laughs> in a long time. <laughs> that, that, that's true, but it's like even with with what little I do, kind of check with social media and, and other, you know. Anti tubers or podcasts like i don't really hear people like stuck in that day and age anymore i think they've i think they've been snuffed out at this point (laughs) (laughs) but no it, it is an it is an interesting thought of the idea that if you don't feel that there can be classics anymore is it because you just have these roasted glasses to what was you know of the old age like these these shows that were just so perfect and and nothing else can really be good as what that was. Nothing can be as good as Evangelion. Nothing can be as good as uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. And I don't think I – like I said, I don't really hear that argument much anymore. But it is an interesting thought process is that maybe for somebody that doesn't feel that there can be classics anymore, they may just have roasted glasses to what is – you because know, I, I, I made a quick list of what typically would be on – on most people's classic lists and there's some that kind of even break into the 2010s with things like steinsgate and stuff so it's not it's not that there's nothing that has been genre defining or classify as a classic you know since the 90s like oh well ever since ghost in the shell there hasn't been really a classic or ever since Kogias 2006 there hasn't been a classic i I think it i think if people that think that there can't be classics anymore maybe they're, they're not really realizing that some of these shows aren't really that old. <laughs> it is scary to think that something like, you know, Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood was in 2009. It's, it's,
2: there's a lot of weird aspects to that. It, it's, can you, can you restrict a, a time frame to, and 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 we've obviously we've had this argument several times that you can't you can't restrict yourself to only one time frame that just you're 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 undermining everything that it makes anime anime if you go well only that that time frame is good because x reason well you're not allowing for it to evolve number 1 number 2 Anime is. You might as well stop watching. <laughs> yeah, you might as well. We we made that argument a million times. Just buy all the shows oh, from that actually, year yeah.
1: or that time frame. Stick it on your shelf and turn off everything else. I guess. It because it
2: what 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 is what is it? I mean, you, when you go into watching anime, you're obviously drawn into it for art. Period. You you like it because it's art. It's a storytelling art form that is giving you something to enjoy. Now. If you say that only this artwork in this time frame, and you're saying that we're the, <laughs> I'm making a ar- stupid argument that I don't need to make. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're 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 severely eliminating yourself. You just 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 be done with that. And it's 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 really frustrating because there's so much more to this this ju- this medium than the '90s. <laughs> well, and that and that also begs the big
1: question: is like like is there a time frame that you have to have? Like, how old does it have to be to be considered a classic?
2: I don't think so. I don't think time is is relevant to any of our arguments at all. Period. Well, and, then, and that's the that's the crucial thing. And J- J- in... outside of forget forgive me, outside of acceptance, that and I think that is the only thing that you have to have a caveat with. And that is because, like I was saying, there does have to have it the, the subconscious of the fandom, like we were talking about earlier, does have to accept a show for it to be to transcend to a more classic status. Yes, it, I can have a classic. You can have a classic. Uh, the, you get a classic. You yeah, get a classic. Everybody's got Look a classic under your chairs. But when it comes down to it, the 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 sad thing is is for the the mainstay classics they have to be accepted by the fandom as a whole and that does however take time that's not something that happens the second that it pops up unless it has a massive impact like Sword Art Online did that's why it became a classic as fast as it did before everybody decided that it was their ex-girlfriend so
1: <laughs> well the, the the reason why i really kind of bring it up is it's like it's really and that's the that's the difficulty that our fandom has really anymore and it's this aspect that we're so fast we're moving so fast there's so many shows where every season it's like here's a here's a row of 30 shows start watching them and we're getting super hype man this this maiden abyss is just blowing my mind it's so fantastic oh my gosh it's got me in the feels, and then literally two months later you're into the next series of 30 shows and and your mind is being chunked full of new names and new visuals and new storylines and new plot twists that anything of recent just gets kind of pushed out. And I think that was a thing yeah. that helped older shows and why shows like, you know, the nineties shows were so embedded into our minds as classics is because we had one show we vegged on over and over again and watched it 50 times because there really wasn't much else to watch yeah. back then. That was the... Do you it have was, any it was like idea going how many my,
2: times I watched Bleach? Yeah, I mean, it
1: was like <laughs> going over my friend's house and we literally sat there and watched, you know, uh, Tenshi You and Love 50 times because he, he had that VHS tape that week. And it's not like we were throwing on Crunchyroll and watching the next show immediately after. It was like, this is the VHS tape that I got from the import shop. Let's watch it. And we watched that movie over and over again, and and we were able to look at all the details and really get into the characters and what the story was telling because it was what we had that week, and we wanted to watch it over and over again. And that was the same with things like uh, Akira. It was like that was – we. oh, my god. I can't even – I don't even know how many times we watched Akira. It was so amazing, and it was so violent, and it was so realistic, and it had such a great job done on it. We wanted to watch it over and over again. It again wasn't like we had thirty shows to watch that that three months, and so we need to throw this stuff out. We need to watch this stuff now, and so I really do feel like a lot of the older shows are so ingrained in us as classics because we watched it so many damn times. Because there really, really wasn't that many to, shows to watch. Agree, disagree? Yes. And is that uh, technically similar to the Shonen trick, <laughs> the Shonen uh, cheat? And I and I think that is a detriment no. to shows these days that we don't have enough time to stew on them. Really, is is the way that I would put it? We no, don't have no, time
2: to stew that, on things. That I do think is an unfortunate consequence of what we have to deal with now. That's why it's if you guys ever wonder why we have a hard time remembering, it's because we're literally watching too many shows. Yeah. It's yeah. it's it's not because this show doesn't make that much of an impact on us. It's <laughs> so that we've had. We are. I. I don't it want was, to say anime like, fatigue, but we do have anime fatigue where we're watching literally too many shows, and it's hard to keep track of every single show. I mean, and it, I mean that's why we're doing a, actually, strangely enough, why we're doing a little bit better in the last two seasons because we haven't had that many shows.
1: Thankfully, we have <laughs> a little bit of a breathing room. No, that was that was funny because that was the whole reason why it was at, at some point. Somebody kept complaining about the names I would say of certain characters mm-hmm. because, and I remember I went on a huge rant several times of like you don't realize we go through, you know I think at the time it was like you know twenty five shows a season it's like now think of a hundred shows that have eighteen plus characters in each show mm-hmm. I'm gonna get names wrong so ever since then I make these huge outlines with all the characters on these little charts inside of this document. Just so that I don't get a
2: name wrong. And even, and even, and then I and still pronounce then, things wrong. Yeah, even then, <laughs> when, even then, when we have the, 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 we start getting, I, I, I've sat there and I'll sit there and I'll go on this, this, uh, big old long diatribe about the, this particular show doing this, this, and this. And Andrew's going, actually, that's the other show. And I'm like, wait, whoa, 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 wrong wait, wait, Chris. wait, hold on. Wrong Soakers. And it's 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 one of those really frustrating things. And then and then think about how you go through, and and then at the end of the year, and we're trying sitting here trying to remember. We always oh tell ourselves gosh. to keep our document
1: yeah. up to date for our deliberations. Which we, we never do at
2: all this year. <laughs> never do. <laughs> it, it, but it is it's 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 one of the 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 curses and the the benefits of w- watching as many shows as we do. We get a f- big. Um, just overabundance of different stories that we get to delve into, and, and, and it, there's so much fun in doing all of this. But at the same time, the downside is it's a lot harder to remember all of it all at one time. And so that is that is really the the difficulty
1: thing is is that since we move so quickly now, we're 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 going at such a high pace, and it's and it's really not so much the fault of an individual because we always we always want to be with the conversation. And it's always been the problem with really, it's been the problem with, you know, suggesting older shows is that we're every season, it's like, here's these shows, and everybody's, you know, jumping in on each one of them. They're all trying to get in their three episodes just so they can say if they like a show or they don't like a show. And, or they're, you know, they're smart individuals and cultured individuals that wait until the Otaku Spirit anime cast tells them what the show's about and what we like about it. And they decide what they want to watch. Selfless or shameless plug there. But it is this idea that every every season that comes out, you're you're clamoring through all these shows and you just got done finishing a show that you thought was fantastic. But then you're rushing off to the next season, like some of these shows are literally starting as you're finishing the last episode, of the previous one. And you're rushing forward and you're watching all these shows and you're trying to get caught up with the conversation so you can get in with the chat rooms. You can get in with the the discord. You can get in with the the forums that are all talking about or maybe a, a Twitter post. And you're wanting to give your two cents or you want to be in with a conversation that you've already forgotten about, you know, the ending of the show again, Roku, Roku Sinju, making you cry your eyes out. And then by the time you're settling with the season and you're watching the, you know, maybe two or three shows that you want to watch. By the end of that one, you're talking about the ending and you're getting ready to just jump in the next season. And so it's you don't have time to stew about what you thought about that show. And even with that, you're not able to really kind of. Rewatch it. <laughs> We're not able to sit there and rewatch these shows, which again was something we had. I mean, again, uh, Ghost in the Shell. How many damn times we watched Ghost in the Shell? So many times. Yeah. Such a, an another interesting thought to really kind of think about. I don't. I, I think it does help it submit into your minds, but at the same time, I don't think it necessarily defines it. And I think that's something that really does skew our mentality of what makes a classic. Is it? it doesn't necessarily have to be something you watched a million times. You may want to watch it a million times. You don't have time to anymore because, boohoo, we have too many shows. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it it it's, it's a difficult thing to to because, like I mentioned with the with the fandom, the fandom subconscious as as it is. You remember I was mentioning the whole time time reflection thing of of it has to be accepted at, as a as a whole the fandom. And like us, like we were mentioning, everybody's going going headlong into the next season, every season, and so basically, we 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 as a fandom are reliant on effectively the latecomers, the the people who are who are waiting for the for stuff to to filter through the the, if you want to call us that, the pioneers, the pioneers are the ones who are going in ahead watching all, all everything and then we're the we're first like the, filter we're the front lines <laughs> of the
1: bulletproof vest and the shields going in while the captain stands back and goes just tell me what's inside the door I'll send somebody else in if it's, it's for them and they're like man there's flames everywhere Billy you like the action don't you get in there he liked that one here's a magical girl we got magical girls that's Rob round Doc Captain we got magical girls oh wait this one's got a gun! It's a dark one, girl! <laughs> Don't let Timmy come in here, it's a dark one!
2: <laughs> Tell Chris to get back, there's blood everywhere! I, I'm wounded, Captain! I need a cute girl doing cute things! That's next door, Timmy! <laughs> you went in the wrong room! Okay, this is went well weird. This, this analogy is getting crazy. Ah, uh, <sighs> but okay. So Anyways. as it as it goes through it, it gets filtered and you effectively get the the decent ones that are going to come up to the top. After a little while then you start seeing the the kind of shift of what what each uh each anime is is presenting as a whole. And and that'll be like I like I've mentioned before the 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 people who go really crazy on to the um the animation stuff. They, they really love the animation. And so they'll, they'll, they'll kind of shift some, some stuff over into that, that, that section. And, and then, then they'll start celebrating the, the, the shows that do high animation. Then you'll have the people who are, are really interested in these types of shows or the mechas, or the, the, the Moe's or, or the, the fantasies. And each, each one of them will get separated out and then, after that as as a little more time starts passing by, even those will start kind of shifting and 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 um sifting up to the top of which ones are better than other ones and and then you get your your lists and those those lists will start to to reflect our fandom as a whole what we have deemed the good shows and the bad shows and those are that's when you start getting into your classic status because after that, then you have a reflection of these are accepted as the good shows, and then the fandom as a whole starts uh, adapting those shows into the mainline, the mainstream uh, lists. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would.
1: Have, we we've discussed the idea of doing a podcast about you know the the flow of of popular genres and where you have, like I said, the 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 mecca. Surge where at some point we went, Holy crap, more mecha shows! There's like five mecha shows a season, and then suddenly I know where there's no mecha shows. I don't know where the the animators started striking because they were sick of animating mechas, and everybody kept poo pooing the CGI mechas. And and then it kind of moves into the, like isekais, and we started getting we're in the current stage of having literally at least, least one isekai per season, some is you know, two or three a season. And I know at some point, they are going to come a, point, a time where, say, five years down the road, the ESEC guys suddenly, they stop doing ESEC guys. And we're going to look back and go, you know, what was the ones? What were the ones that yeah. stood out? Like, somebody's going to say, hey, man, I heard there was ESEC guys that were really popular at some time. I'm kind of interested in it because I checked out this show. What do you think? And you're going to go, well, okay, let's see. Let's see. Here's the list of 500 ESEC guys that were in this year, this span of five years. Um, you know, Shield Hero, Re Zero, or something like that. You're gonna, you're gonna choose the ones that you think were the one. You're not gonna, yeah. You might say, yeah, I like the smartphone one, so watch Smartphone one. I, I really liked it. Or you're gonna be the one that says, no, Death, uh, Death, de- not Death Parade, uh, Death March. That was the one that I liked. Or you're gonna have somebody that's gonna say, yeah, Re Zero or Shield Hero or something like that. There's gonna be the ones that actually do stand out for people that is gonna stand out from the rest of them. Was that blue couch?
2: Is the blue couch? It was the blue couch.
1: Um, that's becoming inside, and I, I hope everybody understands we're talking something. About <laughs> I you have to listen
2: to us for a while to
1: get the <laughs> the couches. Uh, I think it was in our Sekai our guy Dis- episode that we talked about that. Anyways, where was I? Uh, does budget create it? And I kind of mentioned this a little bit with the visuals and stuff, but I do kind of. I do kind of credit the idea of what gets a budget and what doesn't. And I do I do think that that is a multiple faceted thing because it's not only the fact that a studio got enough money or the production committee threw enough money into it that either it was something of value that they wanted to promote in a spectacular way or it was again back in those 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 that era time in the 90s and so that we had that huge surge of of money going into animation. It was the whole reason why we got Escaflowne as beautiful as it was, Akita as beautiful as it was, it was this time period they were throwing money. And I do think you still have that with with you know since then, you do still have like unlimited money works as they call it with Fate/stay night, unlimited blade works through foodable. Uh there's a few foodable titles where it just seems like Even if you didn't necessarily like it, it was still incredibly visually amazing. I mean, Rage of Bahamut was as fun as it was because it was so well animated and the characters were so much fun. It didn't really have a good story. It was just – it was incredibly fun and visually a spectacle. Uh, You can argue that a lot of Kyoto Animation, a lot of its charm is its visuals that it goes. Of course, again, with Kyoto Animation, it's also with detail and directing and – and the the fun characters within it, but it does elevate itself based on budget alone. And I do I do want to give some credit to what a studio or what a production committee or what a uh, a publisher has that they want to throw into something to make it really sell. Uh, a recent one here is re, uh, Princess Dive Princess Connect Redive. Obviously, that is a a property of the owner of the studio is a it was a mobile game and it was incredibly well animated, (laughs) like it's surprisingly well animated. And you obviously see that they put a budget and very talented people behind making that a very enjoyable story, even though it was technically an advertisement (laughs) for the mobile game. It was really well done. And I think a lot of that has to do with the budget that was put into it. Again, I think the most prime example here recently is probably Unlimited Blade Works that had an insane amount of money thrown into it, and it looked incredible. And they're doing the same thing with Heaven's Feel. Yes.
2: And yes, to go with what you were asking earlier, yes, Unlimited Budget Works absolutely takes the crown from Space,
1: Space Day Night
2: Dean, Dean Fate <laughs> Dean. <laughs>
1: Un, un, uh, not limited, uh, very limited budget works. <laughs> <laughs> very limited budget works because they did they did the movie too. Yeah, they did. So yeah, that did, I, I kind of was I was I was talking about the fate route, fate stay night Dean TV series.
2: Yeah, that, that's one I those. Was...
1: Technically, should have been saying fate stay night unlimited blade works the movie that Dean did versus fate stay night unlimited blade works TV series that uh,
2: Football did. And it's and it's it's very frustrating because it's it, we've 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 had the discussion very many times about whether or not going back and watching Dean is worth it, <laughs> and it's like to me yes, but it's it's one of those things that just I, 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 I don't argue. I, I I hope that a foodable does. We're hoping re- 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 yes. re- we, we yes. really do because it it's not worth it being out there. I'm so glad that they did unlimited unlimited blade works because at least you don't have to watch the stupid movie.
1: And it sucks because it's like, Heaven's Phil's done a fantastic job. And I think there's still, there's been recent whispers about it. But it's going to feel very unfinished if they do both those arcs and they don't do the Fate arc. They just, they need to. They have to finish. And I don't, and I don't even mind if they did it in a movie. And I, I think they'd, they'd probably make them a lot more money doing the movies. Because I think the movies are making them a lot of money versus if they did a TV series. Um, I would like them to do a full TV series of it, but again, I don't think there really is a ne- there's a necessity to do that much. But I guess the movies technically do time span pretty equally as as, as a TV
2: series. So and we should totally. Th- this is totally one of those things where I, I c- kind of they don't have censor thing this, though. This weird, thing. I'm getting this weird this weird uh, Game of Thrones referencing thing going on where where. Unlimited Budget Works just, just comes in and just smashes in the head of Dean and s- grabs the crown and pulls it away from him. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's weird. My head is weird. I, but no, I think they, weird they, things. I <laughs> would
1: like them to do movies because, I mean, even with, with the TV series, they had, to, they had to insinuate the mana transfer thing, whereas Phil didn't do that. Phil <laughs> mm-hmm. was okay with the naughty stuff, so... Uh, anyways, that's totally a side tangent there. Let's, let's uh, get back on course. Uh, here's a controversial one. Here's a comp- controversial topic. Here, to all those that believe that the golden age is amazing. Again, don't, I don't haven't really heard of it much lately, but I think this will probably be something that'll make them the most angry. And it's a very controversial opinion. Is it possible that anime has gotten so much better that it's less relevant to find classics? Is it that shows don't stick in our mind because we move on so fast the next show that catches our interest and our mind share, And it kind of goes back to my discussion about the whole idea of it as being so fast-paced, but it's more to the point of the idea that, is it so relevant anymore to really look for those classics? Like, why bother... Trying to define those 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 standout shows. Why make those hundred must watch shows that we've done before that we that we that we suggest you go check out? Because every year we get incredible shows. Is it that we're just getting better shows that we? Because that is a really good point to the idea that you know back in maybe the early two thousands there was this time period where you just didn't have much shows on that were all that maybe you just had you know, 10 shows that were that season and one was a harem show, one was a, you know, pretty boy show, there was a shonen show that's always there. You didn't have anything to watch, so you had to go look in the past. We had this period of time where, yeah, you did have to kind of technically go, what's the next show I want to watch? And you were looking for full completed shows. You were torrenting completed series because you weren't technically watching the current season. You were looking backwards, not forward like we do now.
2: That's an interesting an interesting thing i i I wonder if because of how saturated things are now, are you necessarily just watching shows because I could easily just go down a genre march and just watch a whole bunch of different shows that have one particular genre and just in, enjoy myself and and figuring okay. One show takes around six hours to finish you You could maybe watch two two and a half shows a day if 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 they're and that's if they're twelve twelve episodes each so you can go down the down down the rabbit hole of two to two to three episodes per day go or two to three shows per day going going through a genre and it would take you a good week to, you could probably wipe out an entire genre just in one week. So yeah, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm giving a lot of leeway on this. I'm not, I'm not saying on entire genre unless it's true. <laughs> and the interesting aspect is, is could, do, do you ever even have to watch another genre? Do, do you even have to go back and say, I, I could watch Shoujo's for, two months straight and not even care about sports. Who need who needs sports when I can just watch a whole bunch of shoujos? Yeah, I mean, it, it, is that the, the, the direction that our, our fandom at some point will probably end up going to. I, I think, mean, I think oversaturation is definitely an aspect of it. And that is, it, it's
1: an interesting thought. I mean, cause like I said, we don't have that stewing period anymore. We don't have that. You have this one show to watch. We have a plethora of stuff to watch. we don't need somebody to throw us a list of shows when there's so many shows that we can watch
2: yeah and and that's it it honestly it's a shame it really is it's it's more of a shame that it is yeah. a uh show
1: like a, Shogun, Roku, Rocker Sinju just got lost in it all
2: yeah it, it it's 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 frustrating because it it is nice to know where we came from per se um and that's it's 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 hard to to kind of like like i said i grew up
1: in that age (laughs) yeah like
2: like andrew was mentioning or like i mentioned when when andrew because i that was the first thing i thought when i looked at this this outline i'm like oh andrew this is this is so so such a weird thing to discuss because it's it's not. It's not a tangible, touchable thing. It's not something that you can just go. But it given us an hour and a half to talk. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 really really hard, and and especially like 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 we're mentioning it. The with the oversaturation point is, ha- at at some point, it's not. I it, either anime is going to have to slow down, or at some point there's effectively going to be multiple splits. And it's more because of the fact that at some point, I mean, literally, I mean, like me and Andrew were mentioning earlier, it's there's, we're getting to the point where there's too many shows and what's going to end up happening is a lot of the shows that we want to watch. We're going to end up having to drop just because we're already technically doing that is because it's just, there's, there's too much. And What'll end up happening is you're going to end up having splits in the fandom, uh, not necessarily mean splits, not 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 divorces. Like I mean, that, <laughs> but that's a different that's a different animal altogether. We're we're ta- I'm talking about just splits in the fandom as far as
1: I get. The you're car. gonna have
2: yeah, you're gonna have. I the, get the
1: racing shows.
2: You get the sports. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have sports and racing shows. And, that, and that's really what it's going to be is is you and but and, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. You're you're going to end up having more more of your anime a la carte. And it, maybe that's the direction of, that these companies are going to end up having to go at some point is splitting up what what types of shows that they're even covering. So you're going to have a shoujo Role and you're going to have a shonen role, and that's maybe that's what they'll end up doing at some point. I don't know. It's it. They, there's so much going on in the background right now. It, and this is, this is, is another thing that's going to have to, something's going to have to give at some point soon.
1: I mean, can he <laughs> it just totally throw a really interesting thought into my head. I mean, you have this ink, this, this, increase of anime that's just being poured out i we went when we did our is anime dying podcast it was very fascinating to really kind of look at how many shows were in each season going so and i wasn't really going that far back i think i went back into like the just the 90s i don't even think i went into the 80s maybe i touched a little bit in the 80s but it was this idea that like there was seasons with like one two three maybe shows in that season that's all there was and then he, as he went along, you progressively got, like, and there was five, and there was 10, and there was 15, and then we got to the point that we're at now where there's getting as high as, f- you know, 40 to 50 shows to in 50 one shows. season. And it is it does make you think of, like, if this continually and continuously increases, is there going to be a time where we literally have an ESPN anime channel? Like, that's all it is, is all day, it is nothing but different sports shows that season. Like, could you imagine enough sports shows in one season that it could fill an entire time slot of a sports channel? <laughs> and then you have like an entire Shonen channel and you have an entire shoujo channel that is nothing but, you know, 30 shows that are nothing but sports or nothing but shoujo or nothing but Shonen. It is incredible to think about. And I think at that point, yeah, it would there would be a split you would have to have, yeah, maybe a podcast on the sports anime that we're now watching, and in the season we're gonna do the the, se- the shows of the season or something like that. It would be actually being pretty incredible, and that's such a weird side tangent that we should get back on topic. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's see here that that one, um, uh, is everything technically intended to be a classic. And it, does it technically mean that it's not a classic if it doesn't seem like there's much effort put into it? Because we've talked about this when we talk about, I think it, again, was in the Is Anime Dying podcast, where this idea that people think that when they look at a list of anime chart and they see all the shows that are going to be in that season, they go, oh my gosh, Moe crap, this, this looks terrible, this looks like a trash club show, this... And it's always like this idea of I'm looking for that next Steins Gate that has to blow my mind. It's like they're technically not all shows looking to blow your mind. Most of them are technically advertisements. And there's some shows that are just there for entertainment. But I would also argue if it's just there for entertainment, it still can be a classic in my eyes. Oh, yeah. Definitely unintentional classics easily. They're... I mean, Three of These Three Colors is still in my mind as a show that always pops in when I think of shows that I really enjoyed. And I don't think that really is – intended to be a classic, was trying to break the mainstream. It was just a fun show. Really enjoyed it. But it does bring up a very huge problem. I, th- I think this is actually technically the biggest problem that I see with shows being called classics these days. What, is a, what, what, what do you think is the number one issue with anime in the last five maybe even 10 years maybe even stretch to 15 years what do you think is the biggest problem with defining a show as a classic it doesn't end yeah so many and and this is something that wasn't i don't know that many shows back in the 90s and stuff and you know, i guess technically i brought up akida and that was technically a case where it didn't finish but there's so many there's the one of the biggest reason why there's so many shows these years in the last, you know, say even pushing as far as 15 to 20 years. Why there's so many more shows now than ever before is because anime has become such a great way to advertise manga and light novels. And, yeah, not to say that Akita wasn't built to sell manga. It's just that it's, it seems to be such an unapologetic thing they do now. When Grimgar Fantasy and Ash came out and you watched all the way to the end, it was like a drop-off. There's so many shows that unapologetically have at the very end almost a wave to you saying see you in the manga. You have like that that's that last half of this episode of the last episode is literally showing a whole bunch of characters you've never seen before because it's saying see you in the manga, see you in the light novel. Here's a, I doubt in some point in that manga or light novel there literally is a seg like three pages of nothing but characters you've never seen before that you'll see in three no- volumes it's literally their way of saying come and and i think that is a huge problem with with seeing there's very and there's only one that i can think of well technically i've, I've mentioned one before so technically two shows that i would classify as classics that have done this but i still classify them as classify them as cl- uh, classics and that's spice and wolf and akita everything else seems to have this value to it where it doesn't feel finished. Grimgar Fantasy Ash is very difficult for me to classify as a classic because it, again, doesn't finish. And I think that hurts a lot of what we view these days. What about I Tenshi? It, like, Made in Abyss is difficult to classify as a classic because it, again, it doesn't finish, and it's it's stuck somewhere. <laughs>
2: what about tinchy Is not finished?
0: Mm-mm.
1: Well, it,
2: it did a big cutoff. But there's like five different versions of yeah, yeah, it's all over the place. It's so,
1: it's depending on if you're watching Universe or yeah. Muyo or
2: <laughs> But see oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I strangely enough, I would consider that a, a classic Riyoki. But that goes into a different animal. Uh, that's that's the love factor or nostalgia factor that, that I don't I don't know that you can necessarily get around the nostalgia factor when it comes to classic. I mean Nostalgia factor, I think, is a massive draw to something, and that's one of those things that I don't think anybody will ever get around. You're always going to have that. That's the
1: the roasting in a classic aspect.
2: Yeah. When when somebody mentions a show that is is absolutely pinnacle to them in, in, in some strange way that like Andrew was mentioning him watching it like 15 times. Yes. I watched it a million and a half times as well. It's, I love my Tenshi in Tokyo. I, I, I could not get enough of that stuff. I Tenshin in universe. I've watched it a million times. It's technically the, one of the few that he bought himself and
1: he still hasn't thrown away Mm -hmm. or was lost in a move. (laughs) Um,
2: yeah, that, that there, it's, it's, it's one of those things that, always remember that when you're when you're taking that and if you're taking that into consideration is sometimes there's going to be those ones that are nostalgia factors or like andrew was saying the rose colored glasses factor when it comes to these these shows yeah i I don't something that you said kind of triggered that and i I thought and again i don't really
1: necessarily believe that if it's in, unfinished, it can't be a classic because there, there's just so many that I'm thinking of that are just popping in my head that I'm like, oh, wait, that one was technically not finished. And that Noragami, love that series to death. I will call it a classic. But yeah, it's nowhere near finished. And it was enough that I had to go grab the, the manga start reading the manga. Just a uh, nice Sedonia I love to death. And it. I had to go grab the manga and I, I'm reading the manga. So I, I, I think that they're... It does it does put a very negative effect on it but I don't necessarily believe that it stops it from becoming a, a classic I don't think it should so because like I said I think most people would probably put spice and Wolf in their classic list and it's nowhere near done I mean it's literally what was it like I think th- four or five volumes into 23 or so <laughs> it's nowhere near finished. <laughs> Uh, but it was enough that it, you know, it, it grabbed people's hearts and they'll they never forget about it. So, and that's enough for it. So, and we've already technically hit on this, right? The, how long is it really technically, what do you consider the time it takes to consider something a classic? And this kind of argument is something that I'm used to with, with the video games realm. Like, how can you call something a classic console when it's only, you know, one generation back or something like that? And, but I have the same mentality with, with anime is it's like, there is a really important question to really consider. And that's, you might be, say something like Made in Abyss. It definitely captured the anime industry. It captured the audience. It captured the fandom. There was a lot of people talking about it, but how many people were talking about it a few months later? And does it should you wait for at least a couple of years to really see if it's something you still think back on?
2: Go back, go back to what I was saying a little while ago. Don't forget. There is a level of we're the pioneers. There's the saturation effect. You've got us watching it. Then you've got the rest of the fandom after it's filtered out to its different groups. Eventually the, it, it reflects back and the rest of the fandom starts adopting it. Now it's it's kind of in a settling period where it's 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 effectively going through a subconscious kind of filtering against other shows and and we're as a fandom as a whole we're deciding where does it stack up against the rest of the shows it's not that it's not being talked about per se it's more along the line of it's finding its place amongst all of our shows and we're we're deciding as a whole, where it fits. I believe that when, when all is said and done, we'll eventually accept it as a, a classic as it stands right now. It's still getting, it's still finding its place in, in the quote unquote massive pile of anime shows. And we're deciding where it's, where it belongs. Where is it right now on uh anime list right now?
1: I don't know. There, there might be an anti-Nanashi group that hates furries. <laughs> uh, it's actually
2: doing really well. Rank. It's level 29.
1: Rank 29.
2: Huh? Wow. Yeah. See? Where's Shogun Roku?
1: Yeah, but there's like a million JoJo's in the top list.
2: and, 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 and You're never going to get around and, uh, the, You're not going to get around the, the uh, JoJo's.
1: Just get over it, Andrew. What's the other one? Um, the one that I really badly... get Gintama. There's like a million Gontamas up there.
2: Yeah, you're not gonna ever get around them, Andrew.
1: Uh, Shoa, Gen, Genroku. Showa Genroku is gonna make me cry, isn't it? Sixty-one. That's not that bad. It's not that bad. That's actually surprising. It should
2: be. It, 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 it. We should be reversing those oh, what's two. The, but well, hey, see, I'll season. accept. I'll accept what I can get.
1: <laughs> oh, second season was twenty-four. So it, it's, wow. it's more of the.
2: They really the should put, put those two
1: together. They should not be separate. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's an argument that they have to kind of separate things like that because of, you know, the arcs and stuff. Sometimes with a lot of these shows, that are multi-chord.
2: I'll take what I can get, though.
1: But, yeah, I, th- I think it is important to kind of question the concept of of how long does it take to be considered a classic just because I think with something that's so fresh in the mind – we believe it's something that we're going is going to stick with us for a long time, and I think after some time of really kind of setting on it, or sitting on it, and really kind of pondering it, after some point you're like, "Well, I guess it wasn't technically that great. Maybe I was so hyped on it at the time because I was either defending it or I was pushing against it, or which we did this one thing that we thought was incredible, but then after a while we're like, eh, I guess it wasn't that
2: great." And and which we we've we've discussed that that factor before. Of this, there's this. We felt it in quite a few times when we were – and this is one of the main reasons why I stopped listening to other podcasts because I felt almost a moral – not a moral obligation. I almost felt an obligation to defend a show that I not necessarily – it's not necessarily that I had an overabundant love for that show, but I didn't think it was as bad as people were making it out to be and i almost ended up overcompensating it by not necessarily overly hyping the show i just felt like it wasn't it wasn't fair to the show to make it sound more rosier than it all than it really was because i had to over i had to negate offset, some, yeah. Yeah, offset somebody else's negativity towards the show and it and it became really frustrating and i ended up having to stop listening listen to other shows And then that's
1: that's one of those funny things because when we run into something like Storia and we're like, holy crap, I don't even think anybody's talking about this. And I think about – wait, I don't – I'm not necessarily checking to see if anybody really is talking about it. I'm just not seeing it in the social circles that I'm actually browsing through. Nothing, Nothing on Twitter or nothing on the forum or something about that that is technically jumping out and it looks like it's off the beaten path. It doesn't have much conversation happening in the actual episodes on Crunchyroll or something like that. Um. It just seemed – and that that was the big surprise with Shoah is it was one of those shows where everything about it was amazing and I was actively searching for somebody that is talking about it and they're not finding anybody that's talking <laughs> about it. And I'm literally going, do I have to email these people to make videos on this show just so that I'm not the only one talking about it kind of thing? Erasure was one of the ones where I wish that not many people watched it. <laughs> I could be the one that enjoyed it. I'd have to listen to all the negativity on
2: it. Uh all because it was written by the s- same guy that did. Uh, it was the ending. There, was so many. There was so many. It was wasn't the same as it. the manga. I remember. He yeah, and they and somebody were. They were
1: wanted... going. Then, then people were looking for a detective story. They were looking for a mystery, and it wasn't.
2: Well, there that there was true. that. I, I remember somebody whining about the, the writer. I remember somebody complaining oh. about the writer and it was like, what, why the, the, the other story that they had written wasn't that bad either. And I, and I can't remember which one it was. I thought it was, uh, I didn't hear anything about this and I'm curious. I had,
1: I didn't hear anybody talk about the writer himself. I, I know that they were complaining about the fact the manga ended differently than the actual show. And I agree. When I looked into what the manga ended at, it, W- technically wasn't as weird uh, a way of
2: setting up the ending I guess the, the the placement of everything didn't make much sense but seemed like somebody was 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 complaining about the writer I don't remember why unless it was the sh- the, the Probably director sort online son go. of a gun. I thought they were mentioning something about Sword Art Online, but I wasn't that sure. That disgusting pig. That's that's what that's what it was. It was, it was Sword Art Online because I remember because I, I almost said Sword Art Online, but it didn't make any sense because that's a totally different writer, and that doesn't seem like the writer of Sword Art Online would do erased at all. But now director makes sense. So that's 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 what I had heard was the director. I wanted to finish this podcast. That's all my points.
1: I wanted to finish this podcast by pushing against the idea that there's no more classics anymore. Because I wanted to go through my list of my top 100 anime of the last decade, which you should check out. It was really cool. And I wanted to point out shows that I personally believe will be considered a classic in the future. And I'm just going to run through. I'm not going sure to give my reasons why because it would be too long. Uh, like I said, check out the top 100 anime of the last decade. I think it's... um. I think it wasn't called Top 100 Anime of the Decade. I think it was like 100, suggestion, or 100 anime you should watch. It's in our podcast series button. But yeah, Silent Voices definitely would probably be in the list. I would make an argument for Attack on Titan, especially the adaptation of the, the manga, because I think it's a fantastic adaptation. I think it transcends the manga. Bunny Drop, Carol and Tuesday, Death Parade, Demon Slayer I think is going to be a classic, even though, again, that goes in the whole shonen thing. I hope that they continue Not on. Not good out of that, huh? Uh, I figured you would have snatched all over that.
2: I didn't put Dudao
1: on there because I was thinking of the mindset of ones that I would see people as a group seeing as a classic. But yeah, I would personally say it's a classic. Uh, Erased, Fate Zero, From the New World, Fullmetal Alchemist, Brotherhood, uh
2: and crowds and Insight. I actually think Future Diaries should t- – now, I know it's a weird one, but I think it'll probably – I think that one's. A, I think that I think one is a, a mainstay. I Even think that one it, is one of those ones that is cult classic.
1: Is one of those ones that is a casualty to our discussion earlier about things that come after it that make it less relevant.
2: What has come since? Just an one, interesting. It's an
1: interesting point. I, more on the idea of the yandere. Uh, Yandere character because I know that, that a lot of its appeal at the time was the Yandere character.
2: I, th- I I think so too. I mean, I
1: I agree with you on the idea that it technically had a really good twist at the end. Hmm. But it is one of those ones where it's its journey was its appeal of the Yandere. You didn't watch that show for the ending of the uh,
2: the twist. And, that, the and that's what I was saying. I as a as a show that did something different, and plus the Yandere. I think that's the only reason why it's in the main. It it has a mainstay. I now if you have if you have something that has since kind of negated it out. I'm 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 willing to go with it because the, I I I definitely see it as one of those shows that could fall away quickly. But I haven't. I don't see anything that is in that place at the moment. It it has a niche that it and, and that's why I said a cult classic. I'm not going to disorder. No, big <laughs> it order. To, big it, was order to, <laughs> it was the same writer. It was the same writer, and he, he failed miserably
1: <laughs> with the second one. The bunny ribbon. <laughs> the, the bunny preg- ribbon. The pregnant ribbon, Chris. <laughs> it transcends feature diaries. It broke all the molds, literally. All that the freaking molds. ending, though.
2: No, I, I unfortunately it, ending, it, it is. I I do agree. It's flimsy. I do think it's kind of got this kind of occult p- spot right now, but I don't see anything that has fulfilled what it it fulfills better.
1: Yeah, I think for me personally, it's just one of those ones that, it's a interesting thing to bring up, is it's one of those ones where my taste has changed over the years, and that's one of those ones where it kind of feels like it was part of my edgy boy. I enjoyed this period. And not necessarily that it, you're not allowed to like it because, and if you like it, you're an edgy boy liker, but it was kind of in that area that I, it was in my F and lead area where I was looking for something that was kind of edgy and violent and not necessarily that it was doing something that was incredible to me that I look back now, but I don't know.
2: I mean, like elf and lead. I think that that's the same. That's the same effect. I, mm -hmm. both of them are in that same weird area of,
0: and violent things,
2: yeah, yeah. things with a, with a really hot girl that, you know, is, is so it, they both are in the same, same category. Both of them are very, very flimsy and you give something that replaces them. They're gone. Especially yeah. just like what I was, what we were talking about with, um, the, uh, the show that, that, that comes in and just absolutely obliterates anything that's before. it. I don't remember what we were talking about. Uh, uh, in there, but some show that 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 was in that place, and then another show comes in and just obliterates the one. Well, it was before. like Dot Hack and replaced. Yeah, Dot Hack or, and Sword, or, sword Online, That's and then having
1: Shield Hero come in and make everybody believe that Sword Online is an ex girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> your new ex boyfriend got rid of the, your new boyfriend got rid of ex girlfriend. Um, yeah. Moving on, uh, Hanasaki Roha. I even throw a Gun Iron Bud to Iron Blood Orphans, but it really feels weird saying something that is. You know, an iteration of the Gundam series, but I think Iron Blood Orphans was incredible as well. Um, let's see, I would even make an argument for Hinamatsuri. I know that it's difficult to say uh, comedy is a classic, especially since comedy is something that really ages, doesn't age too well. Um, but yeah, I would I would make an argument for that. Kind of the right answers, definitely would be on that. Kion, Katana Gatari. Coral Connect would be a personal classic for me as well.
2: Uh, Land of Lustries, thats a good prime example of something that doesn't I thought finish, about. That's that hard to say. I thought about that when we were talking about the art section, but it, that one is a, a very, very new show, so it's still—it's—I'd—I'd I'd be interested in seeing where that—that that is standing on on the anime list at the moment too. And that is one of those ones where, when we're talking it's, about, it, about the, it, most of the ones that we're talking about should be at the about the time where they should be reflecting back, and we should start seeing where it's actually settling in the in the dustbin. One hundred thirty-five. That's not bad. Yeah, should be a little higher, but hey, can't, still can't expect all of them on the front front page.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, it's going to drop quickly because as new things come in, it just kind of flows everything down. Yeah. March Comes Like a Lion, definitely. I'm surprised that one hasn't come in, fit, come up 50 million. That would be a good example of uh, something that's really kind of driven on artistic value as well. Uh, the way that it portrays emotion with, with artistic value. I would make an argument for Maria the Virgin Witch, but I know that's another one that's like, you know, not, not many people really talk about ever. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd make an argument for Mobile Suit Gundam The Origin – uh, Musishi, I think uh, overall just has a classic feel to it and 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 it and I think in the fandom in general is there's a lot of people that are very passionate about mushishi uh not I think needs to be a classic nishijo, of course again, that's another one that's surprising that that's only came out the last ten years um there's so many in here that I would like to say, but it's like I don't want to say everything in this list. <laughs> I don't want to name off the entire hundred list. Madoka Magica, of course. Uh, I don't think anybody's arguing that. I would argue Punchline, even though I know people would love to hit me for that. Recreators, I know that that's going to be something I'm going to never let down. Recreators and Shogun Roku are probably the two of the recents that I think are... For different reasons, Recreator had a lot of pushback, and I'm not going to let it down for that reason. Um... And show her more than the idea that it just wasn't spoken much. But those are, those are the two that I just don't want to let die. It's almost like I'm trying to create it as I'm trying to push it as a classic just by not by never shutting up about it. <laughs> just like March comes like a lion. Never shut up about it, just so that it becomes a classic. Um I think ReZero is gonna go down as a classic. I think there's just so much conversation happening around it, and I love that. It's gonna get it's gonna turn into the next ex girlfriend. I know that. And it was already I think when it was... The first season was airing. I don't... It, it got to... What? The the mansion arc? So not, not even probably... What? Six episodes in? People were already pushing against it. It didn't take very long before people were... It was very divided on it. And I, I do agree with you that I think it is going to be, end up becoming the next Star Online. Where there's going to be a very large group of people that are pushing against the group. But then you're going to have this other side of the group, which I think is undeserved in comparison to Sword Online. Like, I understand people's dislike of Sword Online. And that's why I'm so welcome to joke about it. I can't get behind people on ReZero because I feel like the biggest arguments against it are missing the point of ReZero. When they say Subaru is annoying, it's like he's supposed to be annoying. <laughs> he's supposed to be whiny because he's going, it's kind of like the whole Shinji effect with the Evangelion is that it's, it's, he's annoying because he's going through hell. And that was the same Shinji effect. And I, I think at some point I wanted to make an entire podcast of defend this character. And I wanted to do Shinji and I wanted to do Subaru because these are characters that aren't going through normal childhood life. They're going through hell. But, anyways, I yeah, but, but I think people are gonna make an argument for sword online is a classic, too, mm-hmm. just like they'll make an argument for zero. I don't think the masses not liking is ever going to make it not become a classic in people's eyes. Uh, I would make an argument for recover MMO junkie. I think that was a huge show as it time, and definitely uh created a lot of discussion. Shogun Roku Sh- Shirabaka of course. Uh, I would make an argument for sornawoto uh, Sound Euphonium.
2: I'm gonna throw in, just, seeing as how you're just throwing in shows. Be,
1: you're, I'm I'm waiting for a response of Sound Euphonium while I think.
2: Sound Euphonium.
1: Yeah, but it kind it, yeah, of yeah, got I, a, quiet there, quick. I,
2: I would throw I would throw a lot of Keio Q- any in. So right, but but it, it is one of those things where. It, and I, I guess I'm trying to
1: think too much on what people think of something, but it feels like Sunny Funium went quiet quick. Like once that season two ended, it's it felt like the discussion on it went, and that sucks because season two was, I loved season two. Like season one, I didn't really like. I loved season two. I heard I, more. I, loved I heard more discussion. Visually.
2: I heard more discussion on the first season than the second season. I know that you probably heard more in the second season but no i, I don't know more. i don't know if
1: i heard more in one or the other i just know that i love the second season more
2: right S- i stages. heard more discussion in the first season but it, it it was one of those that the initial hype and then it just like most shows as far as i've i'm able to notice unless it's a, a show that is really breaking the mold they usually all tend to kind of quiet down after that first initial hype.
1: And I, I think, I think,
2: I think size of life's have a tendency to
1: have difficulties in keeping in the mindshare mm-hmm. unless they're very heavy drama. Again, it doesn't have that impact value of like shock value, death and, and despair. And oh my gosh, I can't believe that happened. Or man, that was a huge mind bin, Deuce sex Machina moment that everybody wants to talk about. It's literally just, they, they fought and they either won or they lost i was emotional what's the next show that was very beautiful i'm um, visually animation wise hands down it's a very amazing show and i th- i give that to again the attention to detail and the visual style and the directing of every q a show but yeah i don't know that's going to be a difficulty with sound of phonium as a as a classic it's a it's a good it's interesting interesting thing to think about uh, Steins Gate of course I think most people would probably argue that one uh, let's see The Eccentric Family yes 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 yes, yes. Time of Eve yes definitely I would, I'd give that one a classic title uh, Unlimited let we're going to talk about that one Ushio and Tora I would probably argue that was probably one of the few uh, was that the was that Four cores or was that Five was it the 50 episode do you remember Ushio and Tora yeah. It was a full year. It's one of those ones that's like a long series that actually had a villain that I was actually like, holy crap, this this is a villain that is very terrifying. <laughs> Wolf Children. Your name, I think is going to go down as a classic definitely. Zombieland Land Saga definitely should go down as a classic, and I would make an argument for Yuki as a hero personally as a as a classic. Were you thinking of anything else in the last decade or was there yeah, anything it's else It's not going in the ahead? last decade. There Armitage three. No. <laughs> I did ha- I did bring up my list of like uh that I did for what was it? Yeah, just a hundred anime suggestions that was not related to the decade. Bacano, Chobitz, we'd probably make an argument for. But I th- that's a very personal one. We just really that was just one that was something we really enjoyed back in the day. I don't know that it it still holds up. We haven't watched it in a long time. I do want to kind of go back and watch it. Dark and the Black was was crazy. That one was definitely something that stood out in that part. I'm not sure. Again, that's another one I probably want to rewatch. Uh Dino Coil again. I really enjoyed it. I want to rewatch it to really give an idea of that one. Even the East was a classic. I really did enjoy that one. Harangu. That's just a yeah, Chris and Andrew classic. <laughs> <laughs> Mine that's was- probably our most oddball la- back in the day fave.
2: Mine was uh Kimini ni and Skip Beat. I think that those are... I'll let you have those. Effectively classics.
1: Area Is on the animation? I, I, that was a classic for me back in the day. Back Mongolian Chop Squad. That's a, that's a classic. Paranoia Agent. That's a Satoshi Kon title. And I'd put along with that one, Perfect Blue. I haven't watched the other Satoshi Kon, so I, I, I still need to watch those ones, like Millennium Actress, Actress and stuff. Most Hayao Miyazaki's films are going to be classics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, especially Princess Mononoke. That would be my... That one and Spirit Away are, are the two big ones for me. Wolf's Reign. Man, that's back in the day.
2: Yeah, pretty Tor much Adora. every every Ghibli, except for the ones that are not made by the main two guys. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Tokyo Magnitude 8.0. Spice and Wolf, like I said before. Scrap Princess, I, there's some there's some troubling points in it, but I, I was a that was a that's another one that I want to rewatch. I really enjoyed it. Siren of Esposito Atari series, um, yeah. Still need to watch through the Garden of Sinners, but that one was really great. The time that I watched it, anything else?
2: well I threw in my two.
1: That's it. He just has two classics. Everything else is garbage.
2: No, I could probably come up with more, but I can't think of any at the moment. Oh, Golden
1: Boy. Classic. <laughs> I would even say Monthly Girl and Zaki-kun. That was a classic, too. Castletown Danny Lion. Now we're, now we're getting into the nitty gritties. Yep. Good stuff, though. I cannot believe we have nearly two and a half hours of recording from this topic This is one of those ones where I didn't mention if it was going to be a long episode or not, and thus it becomes a long episode. So, um, we hope you guys enjoyed this run-through of of answering the question that is impossible to answer, which is, what makes a classic? (laughs) But I think it brought us some interesting ideas of, of can we have classics still? What makes a classic? Uh, The subjectivity of classics... Uh, the abilities for classics to still be classics, even though things do technically come along that might supersede it. But um, some good discussion, Chris. Did I?
2: That was fun. Did I do okay? Did you like that? That was a fun discussion. I liked it, yeah. but I I don't know if I did any, did all right.
1: I don't know. I think we I think we had some pretty good back and forth on this one. I mean, the the ratio of of Chris talking is much greater than usual. I'm blowing up my computer by. I was going to say
2: you, uh, you're scaring me there.
1: <laughs> I think it broke the recording. Please don't crash. Are you still recording? I hope it's still recording. Okay, I think it's still recording. I think I nearly blew up the recording. I should probably stop so that the two and a half hour recording doesn't crash. We hope you guys enjoyed this discussion of what makes a classic, and definitely give us some feedback. What's what's some classics to you that you, I would I would there was two questions that I had in this podcast that I think I would love to hear some feedback on. The first one was the one that we discussed before, which is when something comes out after. Say a good example is Fruits Basket and uh, Full Metal Alchemist, um, Sailor Moon, Sailor Moon Crystal, Ushio and Torah were you a big fan of the previous one? And do you think the one that replaced it is better, but does it technically remove its classic title from the original one?
2: And even necessarily, even, even not necessarily, if you think that the new one is better because it, 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 it becomes kind of amorphous in, in that respect. If it's, if it's better, you automatically will naturally incline to believe that it should take the, the crown, but not necessarily, and that's, I think, the interesting argument is if it's better, does it take the crown?
1: Well, yeah, I I, I think both questions are relevant is the idea. Yeah, does it take the crown, but is the other one become – would you still define it as a classic just because the other one technically uh, – I guess still the, the biggest fans are still going to be, still watch the original stuff, but – yeah, it's going to make it harder to watch it because you're like, well, this one's inferior in mm-hmm. every way. The new one did the story better, or it removed the the stuff I didn't necessarily care about. Um, and like I said, I think if if Gundam is ever done in the origin style, it's going to technically make it an unwatchable because it wasn't technically. <laughs> it is technically hard to watch the, the original Gundam. Yeah, it is incredibly slow, even though you do want to watch it for bright slaps.
2: Yeah, because <laughs> we all need a little bright slap.
1: And my other question is the idea, is there any titles that you think, not so much that there's a lot of hatred for it, but maybe just doesn't get enough discussion going for it that you think it's not that popular that you think is a classic? Um, Like I said, I mean, making an argument for something like is is, seems like it would be very incredibly difficult, but would anybody be upset about that? that? That whole controversy of making a classic out of something that everybody else doesn't like. Uh, would you say Sword of is a classic, even though everybody hates it? That kind of discussion is, is interesting. So, yeah. Again, we're at TakoSpirit.com. That's where you can go for all of our anime, new and old, great community, social media links on the right side, and all that good stuff. And again, there's a podcast series button up there where you can click on and find our top 100 anime of the decade, or our 100 anime suggestions, all that good stuff in there, and our, our topic podcast. We hope you all enjoyed, and you all take care. oh
0: I'm a dreamer,